Hello and welcome to the Chief Psychology Officer podcast. It is our Christmas edition. We're back once again for 2023 to record a fun, I hope, episode with Caitlin Cooper. Hi, Caitlin. Hello. And Christian Lees-Bell. Hi, Christian. Hi, Amanda. And me, Dr. Amanda Potter. Today, the host. We are switching positions today and I have the opportunity to ask the questions for a change. So thank you, Christian. Thank you, Caitlin, for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Not sure how I feel about being on the other end. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Well, I quite like it. I'm happy. So I would like you to introduce yourselves. So Caitlin, would you go first, please? Because we always hear about me, but let's hear a little bit about you. Who are you? Well, starting with work. So um, obviously I worked for Zircon now for about four years. I did my master's in occupational and business psychology just before joining. And now I just do a lot in the space of leadership assessment and development. I get involved in kind of managing projects with our international clients, get involved in the design, the delivery, facilitation of our various projects. So yeah, really enjoy it. And then I guess in terms of some personal stuff, I'm based in London in Putney. So very green near Richmond Park. And you're preparing for a marathon. I was actually thinking that, but I didn't know if I, yeah, I feel like I just came off a call where I was telling a client about that. So I don't know if I need to just, if I'm being too much <laughs> mentioning it to everyone. <laughs> but no, yeah, I am. It's very scary. Yeah, it's amazing. And Christian, would you mind? Uh, yeah, of course. So I'm a business psychologist. I've been with uh, with Zircon since January. So this is my first Zircon Christmas. So looking forward to that. And uh, like Caitlin, I get involved with um, lots of different uh, projects and pieces of work. So leadership assessment, coaching, which is a passion of mine, as is uh, resilience and well-being. So yeah, lots of interesting design work and, and delivery and assessment work with um, some really fabulous organizations. On a personal note, I I live in Bournemouth, sunny Bournemouth, which isn't particularly sunny right now, but uh, has a lovely beach. And I might have mentioned in one of these podcasts, and I'm sure I'll be grilled about it later, I do uh, the occasional bit of singing in a jazz band. We definitely will. So one of the things I'd like to do today is apply some of the theories that we use with our clients actually in this podcast. The first one I would like to apply is around how we can create greater personal connection with one another in order to create psychological safety. And the exercise that we do at the beginning of workshops is if you knew me well, you would know that. What we ask each of the delegates on the workshop is one question. So, Caitlin, if we knew you well, what would we know about you? So what is it that your family and friends who know and love you well know about you, but we, your colleagues, may not know about you that you'd be prepared to share on this podcast? As I've shut the door, I've just heard the dog running to the door to be like, what is she doing? Anyway, um, (laughs) you knew me well. You knew that I'm looking after two dogs right now. No. Um, (laughs) If you knew me well, a lot of things come to my mind, actually, with this one. So it's hard to choose. But one that's potentially a bit weird that you wouldn't know is and maybe it's a bit Christmas themed as well, for my Christmas dinner and also for the roasts that I've had growing up that my mum's cooked, we tend to have sweet corn with our roast, which I've been told is a bit strange. <laughs> People don't tend to have sweet corn. quite so strange. Don't <laughs> well, you should try strange, it. It's yeah, really good fine. with gravy. So, Okay, noted. I will. I'll be adding sweet corn to mine just to see. <laughs> We have quite a vegan Christmas in our house. So we have vegetarians, vegans and different meat eaters. So it's very confusing on Christmas Day. We have the same nut roasts, turkey, diversity. There you go. And Christian, what about you? If we knew you were a Christian, what would we know about you? 
If you knew me well, you would know that I did quite a bit of traveling before I became a business psychologist. And I spent a year and a half in Taiwan randomly because I ran out of money on my round the world tour, backpacking tour, with the aim of teaching English. And I enjoyed it so much that、um, I finished that year and a half in Taiwan, and Shanghai was the next、uh, place to go. And I spent、wow. seven years in Shanghai teaching English and also doing some、uh, some some training as well. Even to the point of、uh, doing some corporate training, helping business people learn how to use a knife. That's so much、wow. more interesting、That's... than mine. <laughs> and, and speak properly and, and, and write, reply politely to emails. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think that is a skill. <laughs> yeah, it was fascinating, and I. I did an ad for KFC as well. Did you?、Tell、Wait, did you、that. just say you've been in an ad for KFC? Did I hear that correctly? <laughs> for a Chinese KFC、um, Kentucky Fried Chicken advertised one of those product placement, but anyway, it's China. It's in China. The ad is,、uh, yeah,、oh. it, it disappeared, I think, down the ether. But to, yeah, I did a, an ad for KFC where I was just eating food, and another one for Qingdao Beer, which is a famous brand of Chinese beer, and where I had to dress up as a groom and、I、had a bride, and I had to go under the water with the bottle of beer and to cheers the beer while、oh、the videographer、oh、was filming us. Oh my goodness! So really. Interesting random things. Oh my as an gosh!、Expert. Do you know what we've run that exercise? <laughs>、yeah. So many people, <laughs> we've had so many people and so many clients, Christian. And you've never mentioned those. They're fantastic. We need to find these videos. I know Christian's saying that they've disappeared. I don't believe you. I think they're there somewhere. So I'm going to go and do some stalking. I'm sure they're there. <laughs> I need to see this.、Yeah. Well, Tim will be very excited because, of course, Kentucky Fried Chicken is his favourite food. Even though we keep encouraging him not to eat it, he does. He loves it.、Is、It's it? his literally his number one go to birthday meal. He, he、oh. loves it. Loves, loves, loves it. I'm not as international as you, Christian. I'm quarter of Italian, so I spent most of my summers in North Italy. So that may be something you don't know about me. But the other thing you most definitely don't know about me is that I dressed up as a geisha girl because my grandmother randomly had geisha girl fancy dress costumes, and I went to a pony club fancy dress costume day as a geisha girl on my horse Sherry, and covered the horse in ribbons and randomly. Was a geisha girl on horse? I have no idea why. It was just because my grandmother had the outfit and she lent it to me, <laughs> but I won. So there we are. I think because it's so、Love、random, <laughs> not as good a story as yours, but there we go. It is really random. Yeah, nobody's ever <laughs> said that sentence. I think <laughs> they have now. So that was our first exercise around psychological safety and creating personal connection. And the reason why that's a good one is because personal connection and trust are the real foundation of psychological safety. So if we get to know our colleagues as people rather than just as professionals, then it's a really good start for us. So thank you both. That was great. My next question for you both. Is advice. What's the best advice you've ever got from either a parent, a family member, or a friend? That's a really good question, and it may not be the most sensible or the long-term best advice. But what I remember being quite exciting at the time and quite funny was an advice my dad gave me when I was about probably seventeen, an awkward seventeen-year-old, probably trying his best to find. Romance and some love, and so my dad's advice was to buy a joke book. Sweet, as if that would solve the problems of the world. So he obviously had,、um, yeah, lots of lots of hope for my personality, <laughs> <Love him. laughs> and he thought he needed a joke book to、uh, to rely on. 
But yeah, he swore by it. He said, like, yeah, buy a joke book, put it in your back pocket, and then you'll always have something to say. So I'd love to say that I could remember all those jokes from, you know, from the front to the back. I still only remember about three jokes in total at any one time. And even that's the most, yeah. And they're always kind of dad jokes. We love a dad joke, though. We do. And do you remember one? Unfortunately, Amanda, the jokes in that joke book were rather off colour and definitely not in the spirit of inclusive podcasts and inclusive Christmases. So I'm going to pass this question to Caitlin, who I know is a better joke teller than me anyway, and I'm sure her joke will be better and probably kinder. Yeah. So did you know the guy who invented the knock knock joke he got a Nobel prize <laughs> do you get it yeah Nobel Nobel yeah Nobel it's quite clever that one, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah more intelligent than mine <laughs> right that's brilliant so Christian love that advice from your dad he sounds awesome and Caitlin what's the best advice you've ever had um I'm trying to think about all the advice I've had and and the thing is though some bits of advice I've had it's one of those kind of quotes that haven't quite happened yet so I don't know if it quite makes sense but actually on the topic of marathon running and that sort of thing there is a quote I'm quite into my quotes that was said recently which I guess is advice I'd say is advice you can tell me I'm wrong in a second but it's the body achieves what the mind believes and so that's what I'm going to be thinking about when I'm doing my marathon. But I think you can apply it to lots of other situations. So, yeah, maybe not so much piece of advice from someone particularly, but more of a, a quote that I have seen that I find useful to apply to life. That's a really great one. I like that too. Yeah, and like it really that. reminds me of Sarah Linton's mum, Penny, who sadly passed this year because she was someone who just believed in positive health and mental health and she believed in a good life and she lived an incredible one as a result. And actually, it's a lovely segue for me to mention Penny as my best advice Aww. story because when Sarah had her first child and then she was going to have her second, she went to Penny and Penny talked to her because Sarah said that she was worried that she wouldn't have enough love to give. And Penny said to Sarah, but love is elastic. There's more than enough to go around. And that every time you have someone new in your life who you love, the love increases so that love's elastic. And my mum's one was much more sensible. And it really strikes of the 80s, I think, which was that you never go out the door with dirty <laughs> shoes and that you should always make sure that your shoes, your belt and your handbag match. I do none of those things, so I'd be very in the bad books. <laughs> <laughs> so my mum was I definitely immaculate. don't know. She was yeah. always immaculate. And she would literally be horrified if I would wear a black belt <laughs> and brown shoes or around the other way. Oh, my gosh. And so she would always say to me, you can tell somebody by their fingernails and by their, their shoes. <laughs> but nowadays, everybody wears trainers. Oh, my goodness. It's so different, isn't it, from... Yeah, white, white Crocs. trainers. Is, yeah, it's the uniform. Isn't People it? love yeah. Crocs. Oh, Crocs. <laughs> Do you think that's the future of work? Yeah, When we get to Crocs to work, Christ then we know we're really not. in trouble. Christian's wearing some right now. I bet. <laughs> Why? I would, would never ever wear Crocs <laughs> if you paid me. I just think they're they're just abominable. They're awful. Just terrible. They might be the most comfortable thing in the world, but Are I'm never not? ever going to wear them unless I'm asleep and somebody slips. <laughs> They've got holes in them. I don't think they'd keep them warm. That's the problem. They're not even practical. Yeah, good point. Maybe if I was gardening, if I'm old and I'm gardening and Crocs are still a thing, I'd probably <laughs> but not wear now. them. But... It's it's a no. Thank you for sharing. 
And so now we're going to move on to Christmas. So Christian, how do you celebrate Christmas? Do you have any customs that are peculiar or fabulous or just standard for your family? It's a good question. Um, I don't think we have a particularly different set of customs in our family. I think all families have their quirks, don't they? So I think the one thing that we as a family tend to weirdly go crazy for is cheese and bacon rolls literally in a Christmas dinner. So they have, I think Marks and Spencers do them. My mum sometimes make them, but they're literally just like the, like pigs in blankets, but with cheese. Sounds in. yummy. Yum. I don't, yeah, really, nice. really yummy. And it got to the point where we just, we had them one time for Christmas about 20 years ago. And ever since then, people get really moody if they're not in the Christmas dinner. <laughs> mm, it, so it's a was trigger. one year a few years ago where it's a real trigger, yeah. And so it, Christmas dinner isn't isn't a Christmas dinner unless they've got these cheese, cheese and, bacon, and, and bacon, pigs and blanket things, yeah. And so if they ran out a few years ago, then uh, yeah, it was like a black cloud. It's sort of uh, fallen down on the family. But um, yeah, Apart from that, we yeah we get up early. We do a marathon in the morning. <laughs> no, we don't really. No, we just we just wake up. We <laughs> have a lazy lazy breakfast. Open a few presents, then have dinner about two o'clock, and then open some more, and maybe go for a walk in the afternoon. Amazing, and that's about it. perfect Christmas. So sweet corn, Caitlin, is that the most extreme oddness on your Christmas day or are there more things on there? <laughs> um, well, to be honest, for so many years, I didn't even realise that that was weird. So maybe there are some things that we do that's strange that I've just never realised. But no, I think I think we, again, it's we try and play, we get, we get the board games out. But again, I think that might be quite typical for a lot of families, potentially. The one being Risk, I don't know if you've heard of Risk. It's a very long game. I like Risk. Yeah, it is good. So it's not quite the monopoly. It's like different angle there. Or just, you know, the games where you get the post-it note and you put it on your head and just yeah, mm -hmm. make things lighthearted. But no, in terms of trying to think everything else around Christmas, I think my family are quite spread out across the globe. So it is the one time of year that we do get to, well, sometimes see each other. I mean, more my immediate family. So my siblings and everything. So it's just really nice that we kind of get together at that point. Very good. It's interesting because Angela, our other podcast host, of course, isn't here today and she is Muslim, so she doesn't necessarily celebrate Christmas, albeit she did spend Christmas with Sarah last year while her husband was abroad. So she's very happy to join in with the celebrations, even though it's not something she would necessarily move towards naturally. And Angela's always very welcome to all of our Christmas festivities whenever she would love to come with us. Interestingly, mine the one thing I can remember about my mum again, going back to mum, is that she used to wrap my Christmas presents so beautifully and always stack them with ribbon. And she'd always use the baubles from the tree to create like this intricate thing and there'd be things hanging off it with ribbons. They were incredible, but so incredible that often I didn't want to open them because once I've opened them, it kind of ruined the beauty of the gift. The gift wrapped was so much more incredible, probably, than the jumper and the socks back in the day for me. Yeah, I can see that. So it was almost the surprise and the intrigue of what might be in the package it was almost more exciting than what's actually in the package because she was very practical. So, yeah, really lovely. That was my memory. Just really incredible gifts. And then I'd turn up with my paper and sticky tape. But now I am <laughs> trying to do it. So I literally save all the bits every year and I do the same thing for key people. I'll kind of dress my presents for people. 
It's a bit of a memory to her. A nod to my mum, which is oh, that's lovely. lovely. One thing actually you've just reminded me of is, especially when I was younger, it would be waking up super early and kind of that thought of going downstairs and it being Christmas. But as I've got older, it kind of the 6am wake up turns more to like an 11am wake up. So <laughs> does it? Yeah. yeah. So what makes a good gift then in your mind, Christian? When are you happy to receive a gift at Christmas? Oh, you know, I'm always happy to receive a gift. <laughs> Could be, I don't think there's, I don't feel any embarrassment. I don't feel any guilt or shame about receiving any kind of gift, uh, unless I've forgotten to give that person a gift. But no, I, I love Christmas. I get really excited. I remember feeling a little bit down when I used to get the odd pants <laughs> and socks present. Yeah. But now, I think at the age of, well, I'm 46 now, I think it was about 40 when I started to actually appreciate, not enjoy, but kind of appreciate and think, oh, I'm glad I've got an extra pair of socks or an extra <laughs> pair of pants because I actually really needed it. Thanks. So I think it's the, pr the practical <laughs> presence I appreciate more. But I think in all seriousness, yeah, gifts that have shown a, a genuine thought that express the fact that that person has given it some consideration and really kind of has got to know you, whether they're obviously with a family member, you'd hope they would do, but with friends, well, I think when friends give you a gift or people you know that really show that they understand what you enjoy and what's special to you, then that, that I think is really powerful. Yeah, I agree. I think that's really meaningful for me too. I think when somebody's really thought and they've surprised you with something, mm. I think that's really lovely actually. But I'm a horrible gift Definitely. receiver, by the way. I know you said yeah, yeah before, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm not very comfortable receiving gifts. So I always leave myself to last when it's <laughs> going around the tree. And I'm really happy and my happiest when I'm giving and other people are opening gifts. And then I almost pretend that I don't have any, which I, of <laughs> course, do. And just try and avoid because you have just high standards for the present I, I Amanda what, what, what's what it the, is. the reason I, behind it I don't or, know I yeah. think I still want to keep them wrapped up I still want that suspense that I was talking about earlier yeah anticipation yeah, yeah. and also apparently I'm horrible at fibbing when I don't like something so Sarah my mum <laughs> anybody who knows me really well knows that I express all of my emotions and all of my thoughts through my face. <laughs> so if I open something and I think it's flipping awful or I think it's insulting or I think, oh, my goodness, do you really think I'd like that? I mean, isn't that awful? I have these thoughts. Apparently, I say it in my face. And then if I absolutely love something, which often happens because, of course, as I've got older, Christian, I'm less likely to think something is awful. But if someone gets me something that's really incredible, even if it, it's not about the money, it's if it was home, homemade anything, I generally cry. So then I burst <laughs> into tears. So either you'll get me looking really grumpy and doing the what's that face or you'll get the I love it face and you get me crying. So in other words, no <laughs> gifts for Amanda because she's horrible. Easy to read. I suppose, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really easy to read. Not great. Yeah, when I come around your house for a present. <laughs> what about you, Caitlin? Um, to be honest, I'd probably echo everything um, that Christian, well, and yourself, what you were saying about the thoughtful part of it. So some of the best or most memorable presents I've had haven't necessarily costed a lot of money, but they've just been so thoughtful. And like you said, it's it kind of just shows that that person's gone out their way to think, what would they like? What reminds me of them? And then it's almost like getting a bit of feedback in a way. I don't know. That's yeah. how I compare it to. So yeah, to be honest, it's just the thought that goes into it. And actually, not so 
much Christmas cards, but definitely for birthdays. I actually prefer the card just as much because I think the card can be quite telling and also what people write in it and the opportunity oh, they take yeah, to express what they think of you. So oh, that's yes. always what I'd, I'd yeah. actually prefer a card that told me exactly you know how they felt about me or whatever than, than a present. Nice. I have a big pet hate, which is receiving a Christmas card saying love Caitlin or love Christian. With no Why? Words other than oh, just, just that. Amanda I love Christian. Oh, Amanda yeah. love Caitlin. Because I'm like, save the paper, save the stamp, save the card, save the trees. Just pick up the phone. But if you've got a lovely message to write or something uh-huh. to tell me, then I'd be delighted to receive the card. But if it's just love Christian, like, yeah. What about poems, Amanda? Because that's one thing in our family. Uh, a while back, we started to, to write mum and dad a, a, a kind of a funny poem, you know, for birthdays Aww, or big events. And so now, but now there's pressure on us idea. to always like to do better than, you know, the other siblings. <laughs> so, you know, to see who's the best writer, it could be the funniest. The thing is, it's the pressure's got so high that sometimes, yeah, we've missed it out just because it takes so long <laughs> to, to write a poem. Oh, my it? goodness. And do you actually have yeah. to write it or can you just Google one funny poem? I would never ever use the internet for something as serious. Chat GPT, plug Chat GPT. Chat GPT. Well, that's okay. Yeah, Chat GPT. Yeah, don't tell my mum. She still thinks I wrote it to this day. <laughs> but you're the best writer in the family, Christian. It's like, uh, and then the, the rest of them are going, "Did you use Chat GPT?" It's like, no. Right. What, what, what is, is that, that? exactly? You're... But no, yeah. There's lots of yeah, exactly. Marvelous. And okay, worst gift, not necessarily just for Christmas. Worst gift ever received best gift ever received either or caitlin or christian oh i don't know i couldn't say worse like a a bad one it's a really tough one or funniest or strangest or just the most extreme okay i'm gonna come in yeah you go first (laughs) was a fish curtain rail so sarah one year so this is about 30 years ago randomly for my birthday bought me (laughs) a metalwork curtain rail with fish on either end of them I didn't need any curtain rails. Maybe I liked fish, don't know. But random, that was my favourite random. But she did buy me another random one, which was the following year because I used to collect antique furniture back in the day. And she was we were both poor students, so we didn't have money for actual antique furniture. And so the only thing in the antique shop that she could afford was um, an antique spirit level, an antique lathe. So she bought me those. So I've still got them upstairs Aww. in one of my bedrooms. So they were my random gifts. So they both came from the same person, strangely. <laughs> Sounds like an inter- inter- interesting present giver, <laughs> yes. Sarah. She is very. <laughs> There's something just lying around, obviously. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, she'd like that. Uh, antique, antique buying trips. Yeah. yeah, she'll buy the, she'll love the fish. I might have a random <laughs> one if we're going down the random route. Go on then. Because uh, I definitely had really lovely, lovely presents. But yeah, I'd say my dad's quite good at, well, it seems random, but there's always something else that sits behind why he's given it for example a couple years back I had mentioned that I wanted just to get Invisalign I don't know if you know what Invisalign is just to get your teeth straightened out a bit and he surprised me at Christmas by wrapping up a present of you know at Halloween well I don't know if this is a thing but Halloween you get loads of fake vampire teeth it was basically a pack of random weird teeth that you put in your mouth basically for kids and that was his Christmas present to me but he didn't give me any context because we'd had a conversation months earlier about the whole Invisalign teeth thing and so I opened this and he's kind of there with a smirk on his face and I'm just thinking I have no idea what what this is about and then obviously he told me that he'll contribute to you know he'll give me some money towards being able to get that so that was definitely a random one (laughs) but yeah love that sounds like a funny guy (laughs) yeah that's brilliant anything random for you Christian 
Oh, random racking my brains, actually. Probably the, the best present, anyway, that I remember, the most memorable was when I was 12 and I was talking about a, a snooker table for about five years before that. So I wasn't sure whether I was going to get one, but I got a snooker table. Mm. Um, and then I remember going to sleep. Or I, have, I was thinking that I was hoping that I'd get it. I went to sleep about nine o'clock. I was going to wake up at like five, six o'clock in the morning. And at about two in the morning, I heard this faint clattering <laughs> of balls. I went downstairs and I saw my dad and my, my grandfather at the time playing on my snooker table. <laughs> I love that. And then I just... <laughs> And I sort of, I, I sort of poked my head around the door, and they were just engrossed in playing. And then, yeah, I just felt really excited. I was so difficult not to just sort of like, you know, jump out and say, "Oh my god, like I've got my present." But then I just sneaked back upstairs, and I couldn't sleep for the rest of the day, yeah, for the night. So but, cute. Um, yeah. So and lovely. I still got that table. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a bit <laughs> small for me now. And to say you're a giant. Well, yeah, they'd need to make so a giant tall. one for you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it's like about a five foot one. This wasn't that small. It's not like a baby one no, that like you put on a table. One. It was like a five foot. But uh, yeah, I still play to this day. Thank you, Christian. Thank you, Caitlin. And thank you for being so open and sharing your presence, the ones, the good ones, the funny ones, the random ones. And, you know, the point that I was making with my story around the fact that I'm often in tears or often unable to hide my emotions is not everybody likes receiving gifts and it's really interesting if you look at the neuroscience so I'm going to finish today with a tiny bit of neuroscience on gratitude and the link between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex because both of them play a big role and so when we're happy and we're able to access the positive neurotransmitters of dopamine and serotonin which helps with pleasure and well-being what the research has shown is that when we're in a good emotional state and we're happy, we're more likely to receive gifts in a positive way and we're more likely to release, release dopamine and serotonin. But if we're anxious about receiving or giving gifts, we are more likely to be preparing the amygdala for the fight or flight response. And then what we're likely to do is get that feeling of anxiety, cortisol, and we want to avoid, which is what I do. I want to avoid that feeling. I get joy in giving, but I do find receiving makes me feel anxious. So I often hold back from opening. But it is interesting. There have been times, my 50th birthday is the one that really sticks in my mind when I've received the most thoughtful, most considerate gifts from my friends, from Julie, from Sarah, from family, from my son, from my partner, and so on. And that was during COVID, during lockdown. And people went out of their way to really show consideration. And the most amazing one was a video that Sarah mm. produced of all of my friends and family all remotely singing me happy birthday in costumes and sending me messages and then loads and loads of videos and clips that she'd put together because we couldn't be together because it was a 50th in COVID. So that was my most incredible gift and most memorable of everything that I've ever received. Thank you very much, Caitlin. Thank you for being the host on the Chief Psychology Officer podcast. And I hope you'll continue to do so next year. Yes, I'd love to, if you'll have me back. <laughs> I will, I will. And Christian, thank you again. Thank you for joining us this year and for being a fantastic host as well. And I hope also that you will continue hosting with me and continue help me producing new podcasts. Yeah, I'd love to. This is probably not the one to share with friends and family, but if you do enjoy our <laughs> podcasts and if you find them helpful, 
we would love if you could share our podcast with one friend or one colleague because all the listeners that we have make a real difference for us. And if you have any ideas of topics for 2024, please do email us, the CPO at zircon-mc.co.uk and we will take on board all of the ideas for publication. We've got a number of good things that we're thinking about doing, but we'd love the ideas to come from our listeners too. So thank you, Caitlin. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christian. Thanks very much. I hope you have a wonderful and successful year. 